Welcome. Welcome to Wildwood Gardens and another journey into the mystic. I am Kayleen McCaw, ready to head backstage at the human experience. So sending out the carrier wave that activates the intention, lighting the cup of joy, may it burn between us, and calling in all of the interested parties, past, present, and future, ancestors, guides, celestial beings, those attached to me, those attached to my guests, those attached to those who will listen from beyond time, from within time, those who are not yet known as allies, every force that seeks to be reconciled within this event within which we find ourselves. Welcome, welcome. And may all of these powers swirling together bring us to a conversation that makes sense. So I am joined today by Marguerite Riglioso. I, I got so excited about it being an Italian name. I just wanted to say it the fancy Riglioso. It's Riglioso, <laughs> the, the founding director of the Seven Sisters Mystery School um, and the woman with the best hair I have seen in many, many years. I first came across Marguerite at one of those wonderful forums people have where uh, you've been following one teacher and they invite you into a circle where you just meet all kinds of new people you never would have otherwise. And I was so taken by Marguerite's peace and calm and beautiful, grounded, mature, feminine spirit uh, that I've been following her work since and recently had the opportunity to work a little bit more closely and she's been gracious enough to join me today for a conversation about the times within which we find ourselves. Welcome Marguerite. Thank you Kayleen. I'm honored to be with you with your fabulous alive self. Well thank you. <laughs> so um, so people can be watching this from any time, I guess. So it's probably good to say this is, where are we? June 14th in the uh, May 14th, May 14th. I'm just hoping we'll be over with. <laughs> we, we want to pass this all now. We yes. are, we're already there on some level. <laughs> exactly. I guess part of me is reaching. It's interesting because that's one of the themes that's been coming into May 14th. Interesting. Interesting. Because, I mean, the astrology just only gets more and more wild as the year goes on. Oh, my gosh. You know, like my comedy beings were saying, just have yourself cryogenically frozen until it's all over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because if you look at the astrology, it's like five years until we're actually settled into the new thing. And everything between there is like... Yeah. It's just fasten your seatbelts, get flexible and just be as grounded as you can through it. Mm -hmm. Go out in nature a lot. A lot, a lot in nature. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that I'm sequestered here at a house with a beautiful garden that I've been tending for a while and nurturing the presence of the nature spirits and um, oh. it can really feel like a monastic retreat. I, I can't imagine actually being stuck in a tiny little place where you can't get close to the mother. That would be very hard. Yes, absolutely. 
It, it, I'm sure it is for many people. So as well. Yeah. So let's see. This is May. So April was the month of <laughs> May. May is when all the retrogrades have begun. So it's the month of going back over and um, beginning to get another look. But the deeper we look, the stranger things look. And certainty has just washed away like bubbles on a stream. Yeah, feels like that. Um, we're all kind of grasping for truth and we're all trying to see and those of us like yourself who are intuitive naturally or who have abilities, we're looking, trying to receive direct information and it seems to be dissolving or it seems to be fragmenting into different camps and timelines and all that sort of thing. So we don't know what the heck's going on. And I, I stay off the mainstream media, so I don't even know, honestly, what's being said at this point about numbers or who's done what or who's the cause of what, you know. I think that's one of the, certainly one of the contributing factors to just how different people's views are of what's happening right now. Because like never before, we have the opportunity to select our information source. Um, and if you're selecting to follow the mainstream narrative, there are people who it's all about whether or not you care about other people enough to lock yourself in your house and cover your face and be afraid, yeah. very, very, very afraid. Um, and then there are people who are completely focused on the corruption behind the scenes. And that's, uh, I know there's truth in there. I mean, we've all, we've all known for the longest time that there's corruption behind the scenes. But the rabbit holes go so far and so deep that yeah. you can just throw your piece away and, I mean, become addicted to the fear porn. You, you can. You can, and that's that. You can get addicted to that whether you are with the mainstream narrative or whether you are with the very esoteric narrative. Mm -hmm. And so, I really had to corral myself once again this week into a meditation, like sit myself right in front of my altar and stop the whirly giggy activity and just get back to myself because no amount of my trying to ferret out the truth and broadcast it to others uh, is going to be worth anything if I'm feeling like a wreck inside. Exactly. So I was once again given the message, put on your own life mask, not face mask, your life mask first, and then help other people. Okay, so it's like, that was just a good reminder after I was going, over and on into the fractal, you know, like you're saying, these rabbit holy rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, so, and it is interesting to be connected on Facebook with people and through my email list at Seven Sisters Mystery School and my Mother Mary class and hearing what people are going through. And if I post something and then I get lots of responses back, it's like, oh, I'm not alone in this sort of, um, esoteric terror at times that I get into. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's nice to at least have that, um, see, to see what's going on with people on that level. Yeah, and what I'm 
reaching for is a dialogue that goes through that. Because last month it was all about believe what I believe or I will unfriend you and have a few choice words before you go. And this month it's a little more just e eternal head scratching. Yeah. But you've put it in a good way is that really what it's all about and perhaps the reason why there's no certainty to be found is that our real task right now is to get comfortable with the paradox of it all yes because that's we call it the third dimension but it's really all about two-ness that we're not getting away from the duality of it and rather than believe that duality means we have to always be at war with something that when it becomes the third dimension is when we find that third thing that's created out of the middle of them, which in the mystical tradition, that's, that's the Christing. Yes. When the two parts of myself come together and the divine child is born, that's actually the grown up version of me, the fully human being. So no matter what you believe, I think we're all going to find that we were dead wrong about something. Yes. <laughs> and that's the great humbling. So we can all, we can all, proudly hold to what guidance we're getting and intuition we're getting as our truth and we can all be prepared to release that and just be humbled mm -hmm. to a certain extent yeah and humility i mean that's one of those words there's so many loaded words um because that's one you can use both ways as, you know, you need to get humble, meaning I need to get my thumb down on you. But what it means at a deeper level, of course, is that I've already humbled myself. Yes. I'm already so familiar with my own darkness that I can accept the darkness in the world around me. Yes, um, that's, that's a very deep path. And I know for me, that was a big part of the preparation for, I really see this corona event as our final exam for the 3D level of the game. You know, that's a really good way to put it, Kayleen, our final exam. Even though we can't go back to <laughs> the physical environment schools, we are very much in school right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of final examining and a whole bunch of courses that we've been taking. At least that's certainly how it feels. And of course, then there's always new final exams. <laughs> but um, it, this is a biggie. This is a biggie. And we could talk about some of what we're receiving um, in addition to the humility lesson. What are some of the other teachings we're experiencing in this? Uh, would you like to go into that? Because I think these general teachings are bridges among people in different perspectives or worlds. Um, That'd be great. Yeah. So one thing I've been receiving is that regardless of what your beliefs are about reality, realities, what's going on in this situation, what's causing it, what are the cures for it, um, what we need to worry about, what we don't need to worry about, regardless of beliefs, the one thing that unites across all dimensions of reality and all thought forms and all groups and all structures is love. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of us, this is an initiation into deeper and deeper levels of the heart opening and love. And, and for many of us, it's 
holding the person who is, who is holding a totally different viewpoint, maybe even in a completely different reality. Because what I've been learning is there literally are different realities happening, different timelines, and we're all confused because we're in the same three-dimensional space going, whoa, right. no, you can't be right because I'm right. I can't be wrong, you know, and, and it's like both and, you know. Mm -hmm. So what if everybody's viewpoint is perfect just for them and literally is in the part of the illusion that they're going through for their initiation. So for some people, it's hunkering down and it's being socially, what they feel is socially considerate to others and that's how they're experiencing oneness. Mm. And they'll get mad with anybody who is not in that. For other people, we're like, oneness is not about whether we all have masks on, it's about whether we all agree that there's a deep problem here that we better wake up and get hip to and say no and yes the way we need to say no and yes before things get worse, okay? Mm -hmm. So whatever reality we're in, we can love the other person as they are, mm -hmm. for who they are, in what they're going through, in what they're believing. Because a lot of times what happens is we, we get into this fisticuffs, but it's really just mental fisticuffs because it's all on the level of thought and fear rather than actually what's happening. You know, what is actually happening. So <clears throat> we can afford to stay in our love. The more, the more we, we really realize what, what is actually here? What is, what is actually my present moment reality right in this very now? I'm okay. If I'm okay, then I can, you know, reach across. And even if I'm not okay, how can I still be loving toward myself and that other person? And how can I foster cooperation and mutuality through love? Because a lot of times when you send out the love vibration, things calm right down. Mm -hmm. All of these mental arguments that were going on, just like if you really are in your total, loving, compassionate, Christed, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin heart, you will first of all be energy and second of all you not you will be reacting a different way to whatever's coming at you and one of the teachers i find that's really good for this is is the the cacao spirit mother cacao this is why i and others have begun offering teachings on how to do these blessed ceremonies that were given to us by the mayans and various ancestors um done with respect for the plant, which is a seed that is in a fruit, in a tree that largely grows in Central and South America, it's ground and it's then prepared as a drink that's basically a kind of a hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. That opens your heart, it opens your consciousness as well. And so I find this a great trainer and training ground because once people start going into that open-hearted state and they have that energetic reality and feeling of it, 
and you're in that state and you're thinking about things in your life in a different way, you're like, wow, what would it be like if I could walk around all the time in this love state? Mm. And this is not a drugged out, anesthetized state. This is a loving, neutral, non-reactive, all is essentially well kind of state that fosters more of all is well because it's a reciprocal figure eight that gets going. So that's one teacher to us in this time. Many people are doing meditations that also get them to the calm, clear, centered space. I've offered many meditations online on my help with the coronavirus page. There are many right now that have been going on over the last two months with beautiful spirit workers who've been offering, you know, go with where your nose leads you. What is, what are you interested in? What's calling to you? Use that tool. Use that tool to get calm. So this is, I think, a way. Calm and peace and love are the bridgers across the divides in beliefs and realities. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would call that um, working from the yin perspective. Yeah. Uh, we have been trained to believe that we have to do something because we've been in the young world. Uh, you know, call it the patriarchy, call it whatever you want. I, it feels a little blamey when you call it the patriarchy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come to call it the young only chapter of our history. Right. <laughs> but that yin power to allow something better to happen is like the lost art. And it's so lacking in our world that the tiniest little bit of it, the quantum yin, I like to call it, is like a superpower. You just actively bring flow to the situation instead of trying to make the bad stuff go away. And this is the problem that I think everybody's trying to work through because I'm willing to stipulate for the sake of argument that everybody in the world right now believes they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Even the people who you know darn well are doing the wrong thing honestly believe they're doing the right thing because they think they have to manipulate us because we're so incompetent to rise to the occasion. And by doing what they do, the darkness, by being the darkness, gives us the friction that we need to be polished to become what we need to be. So they're right. I mean, everybody's right on some level, but when you know that you're here to help and you're starting to see things that need to be changed, people's first impulse is, I just got to tell people the truth. And then once they see the truth, they'll change their mind and we'll all be one and yay. And then shock when you find out that you try to tell people the truth and they say, you're the devil. Exactly. Wow. I have had that. I've, I've, I've had a very shocking experience of that where a loved one um, really had a strong reaction and just slapped my hand right back. And, um, you know, I had to think, okay, wow, you know, this is, this is a, a person that I really love and respect. Um, how do I respond to that? And what do I need to do differently to stay in my truth, but not try to impose my truth on other people? And perhaps that is the very biggest lesson of this whole entire thing. You know, this is, there are many, many initiations that we're going through, mm-hmm. right? One is not trying to overpower uh, anyone 
You know, another one is being in the heart, which is really the same thing. It's all about moving from the third chakra to the fourth, mm. right? Another one is how peaceful can I be in the illusion? Another one is, you know, like, can I appreciate the fact that there are different realities and we're all living in one five, you know, one 3D. So it's, there are many, many tests at every turn. And then you're like, oh man, I did not pass that test today. Okay, how do I get back up on the horse and pass the test today? Mm -hmm. You know, because it is Groundhog Day. We are waking up every day with the same day to make different and new choices. And some days we keep making the same old choices. Some days it's two steps ahead. And then we get triggered again by something that feels like ultimate truth and darn, we've got to tell everyone and oh, there we go again, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it, this is a really powerful initiation for a lot of people. The thing that I keep getting brought back to, you know, my guides kind of drew the line in the sand a, a while back and said, look, this is your final answer. You already have everything you need. Work it. You know, sort of like God said to Moses, it's like, what are you praying to me for? I gave you the staff, part the water, do your thing. Um, and so I keep getting brought up and doing the head smack saying, oh, yeah, I don't have to come up with something new. I've already got simple answers and they're the right answers. Um, and it is so easy to fall into the, well, because the expectation is all around that there's just, there's, but everybody will ask when they want advice, but what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Because we've got to be somewhere, there's got to be a magic bullet that just makes it all change. But if there is one, and there is a day when the movie ends and it's not Groundhog Day anymore and everything comes right because you tried all the wrong ways and you finally find the right way. Yes. And what does it always have to do with love? Just like that movie said, you know, once in a while Hollywood gets it right. <laughs> um, it always has to do with love. So everything, like even if we're, and sorry not to interrupt you because I know you're on a train of thought, but I would, even when we are looking at the most shadowy negative of the negative of what this possibly could be mm -hmm. caused by and be uh, in the process of being perpetuated by, even when we're looking at that and we get so angry and triggered about that, whatever it is, whatever your viewpoint is, um, can we keep coming back to love around it? That is the supreme test. And what does love look like then mm -hmm. in that situation? Because love might look a little bit differently. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, that we all sing Kumbaya, you know, or we sit in our meditation cushion just singing Kumbaya. Like love can look, can look at, like different things. So um, it's, it's, it's the great unifier and it's the great leveler and it's the great humbler. But to return to what you were saying, because you were kind of on a roll, um, or maybe you're happy, you're okay. I, I'm okay. I'm never really good at going back to the, the yeah, what, what was I saying? <laughs> um, like, yeah, it, it would be so nice to have a scribe to keep track of those things. Yeah, right. I know. I, uh, yeah, sometimes I'm easily, more easily able to remember than, than I guess before. where I want, wanted to go with it, um, it, it ties in with my work 
with sound healing and uh, frequency. And I mean, this is just, um, it's the most fascinating thing in the world for me and it's kind of hard to explain in a nutshell, but if you've seen cymatic demonstrations and the, the one that you usually see is somebody will put sand on a metal plate and vibrate it. And when you have a different frequency, it just becomes a different pattern and there's no effort involved and there's nothing anybody has to do it just becomes something different and there are amazing demonstrations where you um, you can levitate uh, like metal balls in a magnetic field and when you shoot another ball in there's no argument about how we're going to do three you just do three there's no argument about how we're going to do four we just do four and it takes care of itself because that's the level of organization that there is in this yeah. universe behind the scenes. There's nothing going wrong. There's, we're not in any situation, but exactly what we asked for. And when the time is right, and there is a time when it will be right, we'll just do five. Yeah. And that it, and holding on coming back over and over and over again to that remembrance that the thing that has to happen wants to happen yeah get to be here we don't have to make it happen right and you know kayleen uh <laughs> getting into the love space is is wonderful but it's also not as sexy as you know mm. looking at the dark side <laughs> you know what i mean like the yeah. negative shadowy side of what this could all be is so interesting, right? So it just pulls us in like we are so insatiably, some of us, so insatiably curious, those of us who are looking at it from esoteric and shamanic perspectives. And you could be for days and days getting into it and worked up and like, oh, this and oh, that, oh my gosh, that's what's really going on. And then after you exhaust yourself with getting triggered and traumatized by that, or by whatever you need to do, hunker down with not get the virus, blah, blah, blah. Then comes the, the taking out the garbage, which is the meditation cushion, you know? And like, all right now, where am I really? And where do I really need to go? And it's just, you just have to keep pulling yourself back. And it's like, okay, you know, this is, this is good. Yeah, this is maturing. It's not as, you know, flashy as being the oracle for whatever that information is, but it's like, this is where we're needing to go. And that's what part of the humbling is as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, the, the contagion of love comes through presence not through words. It comes from the heart and not through the mind. That's that, that's that feminine return. That it's all about the peace and the rest. And, you know, yeah. we're in the womb of creation. Things get made here. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to keep making them happen. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because, you know, I've done, I'm doing this interview and everything feels safe. Mm. I've done other interviews where I really start going out there with what I think and believe. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I start feeling totally unsafe because I know I've crossed what I call the taboo threshold. Right. Meaning there's a line in the sand from negative forces that make that go beep, beep, beep. When you've said too much, when you've seen too much, 
when you've done too much to expose what they're up to. And already then you're starting to get into an oppositional energy with them and they'll slam you. You know, you, you may find yourself with a nice little psychic attack on your hands. Um, and then wondering, God, is it okay for me to have that stuff out there? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to... You don't even go there when you stay in the love state. And, you know, I'm saying this to myself as much as anyone else who might be hearing this. Because, right. again, it's not as sexy as of a place. It's not as, you know, Hollywood, <laughs> Darth Vader type situation as you would like. Because um, we like drama, like, right? We love drama. Yes. To some degree. It keeps, it keeps eternity from getting boring. It's true. Okay, drama, you know. So that's why we're oftentimes in drama, but we're needing non-drama right now. We're needing calming. Mm -hmm. We're needing to be in that wise place to really understand how to act, what is right action. And, you know, if everyone around you is wearing their masks and afraid and this and that, and you go into a store, what would love do if you're not a mask wearer? What would love do? Maybe, maybe in certain cases, you might just put the mask on just to not stir things up. Or you might not put the mask on and you might just send a peaceful, you might get into your most peaceful place. Stay in your own space bubble during the trip. Or just when you see somebody occasionally, just a smile and nod. You know, I mean, I'm just thinking in the moment, what would love do that allows you to stay in your own integrity and your own belief system? Yeah. But be in that space. And does it mean no one's going to yell at you for not having your mask? No, not necessarily. But if someone does, then what would love do? Exactly. Like I have to have a talking to myself before I go to the store. Cause I can tell I'm getting all ratcheted up and I just start getting into this feeling of like, if somebody just even looks at me wrong about the fact that I don't have a mask on, mm -hmm. they're going to get it, you know? And I'm like, Oh man, that is not the place I want to be when I go to a supermarket. Cause that's also mm -hmm. going to invite it. Right. Right. Exactly. So my learning curve here is like, how do I get into the calm, clear centered space, love in my space, love in the car, love when I'm walking in, love when I'm getting annoyed because there's a new restriction about this, that, or the other thing you have to, mm -hmm. what would love do? What would love do to join into that feeling a part of the unity instead of feeling an isolated corner, which who's over here going to get burned, you know, and, and, and outside of humanity because I'm not in with the main narrative, like what would love do to get me in back into unity? Right. And it's this interesting where we are. The, the mask issue, because I, I find myself doing different things at different times. Right. Um, and if you, if you follow the ratcheted up, it's a nice way of saying it, narrative about the masks, it's like it's an insult, the whole idea, because, you know, my scientist says it's stupid, darn it. Um, but I keep one in my bag. I do. And I, I, I don't wear it as a general rule. 
And I, you know, I make my point of being radiant, you know, the nice yeah. old lady with the big smile. And if, and I, I have not encountered any kind of bad feeling from people and I'm sensitive for it. I'm, I'm waiting for the opportunity, right? If somebody gets a little nervous, I can say, would you like me to put on my mask? So they know that, you know, this is all about you, you know, and then without saying anything, you can say, I'm not scared, but if you are, you know, right. um, and that, that feels like feels like a good balance. Fortunately, in Florida, I tell you, it's the first time I've been happy to be in a red state because <laughs> there has not been the whole how dare you breathe the air uh, kind of reaction that there has been in some of the other states. So I'm generally surrounded by people who are kind of in the same place. But yeah, one, one moment at a time, one breath at a time. Right, and there's another example of what could be considered to be paradox, right? Like all of a sudden, liberal lefty me <laughs> is agreeing with the far right. Yeah, where did that come from? Well, this is part of this time where the, the opposites are uniting. Mm -hmm. The paradox is needing to be held. Things are flipping into their opposite in front of our eyes. Who is even the good guys and the bad guys seems to be flipping mm -hmm. for some people. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I've been turned into the bad girl by some people and I'm seeing people that I thought were the bad guys. Now I'm thinking they're the good guys and the ones who are being the good guys. And then the reality is it's all kind of gray area, right? Mm hmm it's all gray area you know like i i heard um the other day a very learned respected elder who's a brilliant social critic and i just watched also his words he had nothing but negative spill out to say about current administration da di 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 da la la da 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 and it was going on and on and i was just like wow, he cannot even see how strongly he is in polarization. Yeah. And yeah. my initiation is, I guess, not to teach him about polarization, but to observe in myself, wow, I don't want to get into that kind of polarization for me. Mm -hmm. How can I not do that? How can I do something else that is actually going to be far more productive? Because when he was asked, well, what do I do? What do I do? All he could do is go back into that complaining polarization narrative. He couldn't even give a suggestion right. that was concrete. Right. So um, that was just interesting for me to observe. And then I realized I also don't need to get into an argument with the person who sent me the video in a very well-meaning way. Um, I could just say something lightly or just not even get into it or whatever. Right? Instead of the, the fisticuffs warrior thing yeah. that I always want to get in. Because even if you win that, you didn't win. You, you lost the high ground, you lost the friendship, you lost the relationship. Um, that's a real... Yeah. It's like, what's important now? The relationship mm -hmm. or being right? Well, especially when nobody's really positive about what's right. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. I was going somewhere. 
Uh, yeah, it will come back to us. Um, it will. Well, so you, you, well, we were talking about the right and the left flipping and yes. Yeah. And I think that, that's, a, that's a big part of the, you, you keep using a wonderful word initiation because yeah. we've gotten used to this idea that the way you understand polarity is war. That's what we do. You know, our God of ultimate maleness is a war God by golly. And, you know, I, I think it's really kind of time to rewrite that script, but nobody made me chief astrologer of the universe yet. Um, we'll work on that. But there are, the way I look at it is we're inside of a machine that functions on the polarity between the two ends of one spectrum. Darkness is an aspect of the light. Without yes. darkness, you don't have light. Right. So, and the machine's not turned on until they start going together. Yeah. Talk about the left wing and the right wing like that has any meaning at all. It's like that means there's a bird. <laughs> and if they don't work together, we're grounded. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we can't see that because of all of the, all the static, all the pain. Well, you know, um, I think you should make a, a bumper sticker and get some income from it that says the, the right wing and the left ring, wing must flap together or the bird will die. Yeah. That's, I think, one of the, again, it's the same profound initiation that we keep talking about, but it's another facet of this initiatory time. Mm -hmm. The other uh, thing I keep coming back to, one of my certifications is as a life cycle celebrant. And I took uh, my focus on funerals, thinking that things were going to go a certain way and people would be ready for this wonderful innovation I have where you basically have your funeral now. So you, people get to say nice things about you while you're still alive and you get to settle all your stuff while you're still alive. And then when you actually die, your family gets to have an actually meaningful ritual private and quietly at home. But that didn't play out the way I expected it to, like so many things don't. Um, but well, you're ahead of your time a bit with that. Yeah, no. that's, kind of, that's kind of chronic chronic for me. But what I keep coming back to that we have lost as a culture that I know is needed and I will know what to do when the time is right. You know, it's just trusting to let the good thing happen. An initiation into adulthood. We threw it away like it's dumb. That's what primitive people do. But I believe that that's the root of why we are so incapable of thinking clearly. Because yeah. the, the, the essence of your initiation into adult status, you know, there are lots of things that can happen, but pretty much the universal factor is that you take your life into your own hands in some way with varying yeah. degrees of, wow, how much risk was that? Because it's not mama's job to keep you safe anymore. Your life is yours to safeguard or to throw away. Now we sure hope you don't do that and we're trusting that you're smarter than that, but that's what allows you to stand up and say, I'm a grown up human being and I better pay attention because it's my job to stay alive now. And because we don't do that, we stay locked in this infantile death terror because we never stood up inside of our own lives. We won't, we won't let our old people die because we're afraid of death. And we just 
a lot yeah. of the frenzy of this moment, I think, is because we we don't believe that we're grown-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think people get that initiation sort of in things like high school graduation or especially college graduation or sometimes a wedding. Um, but other than that, at least in, you know, postmodern Western society, there is no real adulthood initiation. Um, I think there are still indigenous societies that have those initiations. And for example, you know, the Jewish um, bar mitzvah is, mm -hmm. is somewhat like that, but it's um, pretty much uh, a, it's a very early kind of initiation for a child. You know, we, we need something a little bit when, when the child has a little bit more resources. That's why you have to have continued initiations, right? And so many of our initiations have broken down or have become other things. And yeah, I mean. For myself, I, I didn't really know I was an adult until I realized I was old. And adult kind of gets thrown in as a bonus. I looked at myself, yeah. it's like, my gosh, you know. I know I what you mean. I know what you mean. And in some ways, that's a problem. And in some ways, it's good in that you retain your youthful energy and your fiery spirit. So I think it's um, how we can, you know, have these initiations throughout life that um, don't just make us start getting stiffer. They, they, they make us transition, but there's a new suppleness with that phase. Yes. And then the next phase and then the next phase. So, yeah, I mean, so much is up right now in terms of what it is that we need, what has been lacking that could have led to something like this. Mm -hmm. um, and that's among people who are even willing to see this as something that might not be, quote, natural for mother nature. Mm -hmm. Although my, my place of refuge in all of that is that no matter what the precipitating factors are, it's all Gaia. Because you know, ultimately, you know, no matter what is going on, it's all Gaia coming online. And that's, that's my place of refuge. That's where I find the strength within myself to be in that love place you're talking yeah. about, that remembrance. It's like we are inside of something that wants to happen. It's going to happen. And we are lucky enough to be along for the ride. Yeah, it's like we're birthing ourselves. And yeah. even if this whole situation was orchestrated and perpetuated by negative forces, there's a, a birthing that happens within that because, okay, some of us are looking at that because we want that level of fierce initiation with an extraterrestrial threat, you know, like, okay, so if we believe that, what do we do? Mm -hmm. And it may not be standing on the rooftop and saying, hey, extraterrestrials have caused this because people who are not in that soul pod don't want to hear it and will shoot you. But for those who are in that soul pod, what does that mean? That negative interdimensional forces have caused this perhaps with human cooperation mm -hmm. at certain echelons of society. Again, what would love say to that for those of us in that 
initiation in that reality. And, you know, th this is something we can look into and talk about right now. Um, sure. Let's, let's do that because that's a, that's an important one because as I understand it, the matrix of manifestation will unfold forever in any direction that you start looking. And when you start looking in the direction of bad guy, I mean, you get off planet, you get intergalactic, you get, you know, eternity, time, space. I mean, it can go forever and they get bigger and badder and more ancient. And as I understand it, the root of that extraterrestrial bad guy story goes to back to the constellation Lyra, like bazillion years ago, where our original space DNA comes from. Right. Um, but how I finally what I got, you know, brought up short on that by was that what that is, is the logical expansion of the bad guy story. Yeah. And, and it, it, and it will, there will always be another bigger, badder bad guy behind the bad guy. As right. long as I'm telling the story where this has to be resolved through a war. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, I think in this situation of those of us who are in the initiation of their, their interdimensional beings intersecting with humans who may not be well guided or whatever, or have they get benefits from it. All right. What would love do? Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the big things to return to what I was saying is, is love would get into the present moment, the eternal now. And Seth, the being that was channeled by Jane Roberts would always say the point of power is the now. Mm -hmm. So you have to get into the now because what, what gets triggered is perhaps your past life memories or you connect with what's in the Akashic field about those cataclysms and those wars and those, and damn it, you know, those dastardly, whatever the fill in the blank group, um, you know, created that thing off planet, off and off and off, you know, it goes back first to Atlantis, then it's off that. And then it, like you're saying, Lyra, and who knows what's behind that. So these things can go on and on. And that is why this is such an intense initiation for those of us who are in that reality picture. Because when we're up against evil at that intense level like we are looking at and accepting that that might be what's happening here mm -hmm. how do we empower ourselves you know it's about first of all stillness and being in the present moment second of all love third of all sovereignty right and these are probably steps that we didn't quite get to or we're not quite able to successfully manifest in those other timelines and realities and lives okay like oh here we are again at this crucial moment where the bad guy's gonna look so bad how bad is he you know <laughs> you so bad that, that, that would justify me breaking up with so and so or hating this person or going in the street for that or martyring ourselves for this or screaming about that no it's like what did we miss in that initiation in the last time or several times that we went through this? Get to love, the get to peace, the get to sovereignty and sovereignty, not as a shield, but as a state of being mm -hmm. and a vibration. 
that simply by its very nature has a no embedded into it that's not combative. It's, I'm here, you're there. Mm -hmm. I allow this and all else is not allowed. Mm -hmm. And the, so, the, there's a confidence that is in true sovereignty. Yeah. That I, I am here in the present moment inside this etheric, coherent heart field. Yes. Um, and I know how to, through long practice and many mistakes, hold this field in coherence. And for yes. me, that's the essence of sovereignty. That's, that's what yes. the test is about. It's like, can you hold your coherence when I'm this scary? Can you hold yeah. your coherence when I'm this scary? And those are our friends on the testing panel, as far as I can tell. They really are, because they're like, now let's see, what can, we, what can we do that's gonna be real scary? Okay, we're gonna give ourselves scales. You know, the try and true. <laughs> give ourselves scales, the, uh, the tail, the strange eyes, the, um, even a smell, like let's add that in. Let's, like, let's add all the senses uh -huh. so that these illusions that those of us are going through in this dimension, which again, they're very real illusions. Like we, we have to accept that there are negative ETs and you know, da da da. But it's like, what do we do in the face of them? And meanwhile, like, isn't it nice that so-and-so is just simply worried about a little virus over there? Like we're battling the freaking universal thing, right? But it's the same thing. It's how do we face the biggest night, what to us is the biggest nightmare mm -hmm. with coherence of love, which equals sovereignty, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily been able to have this conversation at this advanced of a level a few weeks ago mm -hmm. when I was still in the fisticuffs thing. But because a beloved really slammed me and challenged me, I had to look at it. Now, who knows what this person is looking at? I can only pray that they are looking at their equivalent, you know, so that we can come back together at some point. But, um, this is not for the faint of heart. This is not fun and games and it ain't that sexy. Right. And it ain't that dramatic Star Wars type thing. It's like, it's all in here. And whenever you're feeling mortal danger, mortal psychic attack at, at your very ontological level, what do you do? How do you get back into that coherence? You know, calling on all your tools and making it through that initiation and that initiation and, you know, okay, what if the enemy comes through the door like in World War II, you know, then you have to get through that initiation because here's a World War II story. A dear friend who's writing a book about her experience as a little baby toddler in World War II Germany. Um, soldiers came into her house, threatened her family. They were going through the whole household, sometimes killing people right in front of the other family members, whatever they were doing. They come into her house. The family's like fucking terrified. She reaches out to this soldier, goes walking up, little toddler self, reaches out and hugs him. 
and the soldier picks her up and the family is saved. A real story, okay? That's, that's you know, because she came in as a soul already knowing that and even though children are so sensitive to fear in a household, she could have been crying, carrying on, bouncing off the walls with everybody's feelings. Mm -hmm. No, because she's like a llama. <laughs> she came in and hugged that soldier. It changed everything. Right. Right. How can you hug the Nazi? And then what if he does take your life? What then? That's like the next level, you know, because then you go, well, that's all well and good, but what if it didn't work, you know, and that... So you're gonna be constantly shown your worst fear right now. This is like being in, in a prolonged LSD mushroom or ayahuasca trip. Yeah, it is. And you know how it's, you're in it for seven hours and you're like, holy crap, there's no way I can get the heck away from this because it's in me. I'm gonna have to run through this whole thing for hours. Mm -hmm. Well, now we're running through it for days, weeks, and months. Right all the worst fears are coming up. How are we going to do it? And believe me, I'm in a good day right now because I did a meditation yesterday and that stood me. But there might be another cycle where I'm like, holy gosh, no, this, this fear, oh, now it's all going to break down. Forget it. We need to go into warrior mode. We need to, you know, Right. And I think that's part of the process. Part of the process. That's that's how you practice. You go back and forth. You go back and forth. It's Groundhog Day. We're being given yeah. lots of days to practice on this. I mean, it's absolutely hilarious that, yeah. you know, one good thing is that we were given that Hollywood meme and it's useful. Mm -hmm. It is. It really is. That's I, I watch it every year. It's one of my short list of most beloved films. Yeah, well, I love the part in the middle where he kills himself, like until he gets tired of it. It's like okay, exactly. Until you just yeah. get nauseous and sick of the whole damn thing. Like I got so nauseous yesterday. I'm like, I'm sick of this. It cannot be like this all day long, every day. What can I do? And it's just like, let's see. How many tools do I have at my disposal through my spiritual practices over the last twenty years? Okay, let me pull it out of the hat and get on there. All the things I'm telling students to do, right? And then all exactly. of a sudden, because I'm like, no, no, I don't need it. I've got all this energy and I, I'm getting all these downpours of information and I got to do this and I got to do that. Mm. Yeah. Your own life mask. Yeah, it's that, that take your own advice moment. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's humbling. <laughs> hmm. So... I think this has been very productive, Kayleen. I mean, yes, I appreciate it. I appreciate being able to have this level of conversation. Yeah, it feels like a real offering um, that I would certainly be proud to have people directed to. So I, I, I'd like to uh, find out where this is going to reside and I'll have people come visit. Yes, I will. Um, I, I put them up on YouTube and then I post on Facebook and I'll make sure and send you a link so that you know, it can be disseminated in a number of ways. So you're working all the time at the Seven Sisters Mystery School. Gosh, in a lot of different veins. I just went back to the website today and um, I think I'll let you talk about what's at the top of the plate because you're going in a whole bunch of different directions and they're all pretty wonderful. Thank you. Well, yeah, it has been a lot of, I'm like the cornucopia, my womb 
is the cornucopia. And I feel blessed in that. And, you know, my challenge again has been to get quiet on the meditation seats so that I can be in peace and calm and not overrun and ungrounded and then saying the wrong thing, you know? Um, but one thing that's really helping me, which is at the top of my plate is what I, uh, what I'm teaching now, the mother Mary mystery teachings. And that is um, a six session course that we are still enrolling it. Uh, there's still some live classes as we record this and it will continue to enroll even when it is completed with the filming of it. People will be able to go back, self pace themselves through it, participate in our Mother Mary Mystery Teachings Facebook group, work with me privately because this is very, very powerful material that essentially is just taking what's been in front of our eyes for 2000 years in a lot of these suppressed gospels mm. and going with that. You do not have to go that far afield from the apocryphal gospels to find out that Mother Mary was this absolutely amazing master who walked the planet, had what was probably her final lifetime, ascended to goddesshood, and oh, by the way, was born divinely by her mother and gave divine birth in a whole lineage of practice that was going on. And then, so what I'm teaching is, how did she give the divine birth? What was that all about? And then what was her ministry during Jesus's gestation, during his childhood, during his crucifixion and afterward? So there are lots of mysteries that have come through. Um, and there is, there is a, an additional source that I'm calling on, which is um, the High Swami Sri Kaleshwar, the late Hindu saint, who provided a lot of information that I am finding is verified, essentially, in many regards in some of these hidden gospels, right? So I'm working with her because this is not about worshiping Mary. You see, that's, we need to dissolve that program in my reality. It's about becoming Mary. Right. In the sense of absorbing all the lessons of ascension or what I call incension. And she's all about the heart and she's all about healing and she's all about sovereignty. She's all about mentorship, especially of women. And these core level teachings that came from her and Jesus and the Magdalene is in there as well. So that's what I've been teaching, the Mother Mary Mystery Teaching. So people can go to sevensistersmysteryschool.com and right up top, you know, what the first item pretty much under my video is about that. You can go in, I have a free video introducing you to this bold new Mary. Um, and then you can join in on the course. So that's, you know, the major, major thing I'm doing right now. In the fall, as the necessary companion piece in, starting uh, September 20th, I will be teaching the Holy Womb Chakra teachings because it's important for women to, um, to get that body of mantras and yantras that came from very ancient sources that basically go all the way back to the Pleiades, mm -hmm. the Sapta Rishis who were married to the Pleiades. This is female knowledge that came through these masters, was written on these ancient palm leaves and was retrieved by Sri Kaleshwar during his lifetime. And there's probably more even to be retrieved, but the way these teachings are, they help you with womb clearing and healing. And this is open to all genders um, because we all have the Nada Bindu point that connects us to Mother Divine, right? And so 
that's what I, we're going to be moving into this really solid series of practices to help you get your womb power back and for you know men to connect back up with your mother and sacred mother to empower you in all of your relationships whatever they may be and whatever your gender you know this is a path so um those are the two main things, you know, that I'd like to talk about. When people go on my website, as you know, there are many, many other courses that are, have been recorded that are there on a wealth of different topics, a wealth of topics. There are many free videos and audios that I've done. Many, many writings since, since I started this school in 2012. It, it has been, um, this, we've been prolific, you know. So, um, and I work with people privately one-on-one. -on -one. And I help people who want to work with cannabis in a sacred way as, a, as an opener, who want to work with cacao in a sacred way as a heart opener and a mind opener. So that's just a little bit of a summary of, of what people can find. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the legacy that you're holding on to and your... I know it's an initiation, a, a great act of bravery to go back into the church stuff and make it new and fresh and harvest that power. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so it's, I just felt led. I felt led by my work in divine birth first and then by this connection over time to Blessed Mother Mary. And so really working with her using her, the, what's been written about her in tandem with what I receive intuitively and what others receive intuitively. So it's really intellect and, and intuition joining together with her. Perfect. To empower others. Wonderful. Well, I think that's a perfect, a perfect little bow on our time together. Thank you so much for being with me and um, bringing forth the pearls. Blessings. Thank you. And thanks to everybody who's been watching and listening and, and may this support you and strengthen you. So thank you for spending a little time with me in the mystic. Go in strength, go in wholeness. May all that has been begun find its resolution as all the timelines come together in the great cosmic joke and may we all be part of the flash mob at the end of time.